Today's show is brought to you by people named Aunt Sherry. For over 37 years, Aunt Sherry has been the premium aunt of all ants. She is the official queen babe of the Completely Unrelated podcast. So next time you're looking for an aunt, look no further than Aunt Sherry. Cease to amaze me, Jake. This music is quite tribal. It is. I do not know what to think of it. Mm, I don't know. It's. I got it from. I got it from. I got it from the free music place. So you can't blame me. I'm sorry. It's really not bad. There's been. You've chosen a lot worse songs in your time of. I'm trying to make the show more hip. If you know what I'm saying. Ah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Thank you. We're not really on the scene, as it were. Yeah. You could say that. You could. Yeah, so we're just trying to pick some popular things that would be good for the kids to listen to. <laughs> you should play that. All the uh, kids would love us. The the new, have you heard the new um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Re- Reindeer rendition by DMX? No, I have not. Yeah, look it up on look it up on um, Spotify. Okay. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I'm not going to play it here. You should. Um, I mean, it's licensed, isn't it? I mean, we're not making money off of this, are we? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We're making love because I, everyone loves us. I mean, I don't know if you and I are making no, love. No, we're, but... we're making love off of this because everyone's loving us, I, if I you know hope, what I'm saying. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, you said by DMX? Yeah. Okay. Just I, If you just search... Uh, Is it the album or the... Just oh, okay. By Divine Bars. No, no, no. Rudolph the Red News right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm I'm gonna fade this out really quick, and then and then we'll be. Re- and then you're gonna fade back in the new yep. song. Yep. It, it just has to. It has to. Okay. Here we go. I just enjoyed this song. You know, Dasher of a dancer, Rancher of Vixen, Comet and Cuban. Can you explain to me exactly why you like this song? <laughs> it's terrible. The most famous reindeer of all. Come on! Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it close. Come on, come on! All of the other reindeers used to This is so bad. He can't even sing. Well,. DMX is a rapper. That's oh. why he can't sing. Okay. And that's why it's so bad, it's amazing. I see. I mean, I think it's not amazing, but if you think it's amazing, <laughs> that's all that matters to me. I appreciate that, Jake. Thank you. Yes. Well, how was your wonderful Thanksgiving break? It was it was pretty it was pretty chill. Okay. Um that's I good. did I didn't enjoy it. Um there were some ups and downs that I did not expect. Okay. But, um you know, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Life throws those at you. Yeah, yeah, it happens, you know. But I was—it was really fun to get back home and to see. Um, I got to see all of my mom's side of the family, so that wow. was a lot of fun. We do the drumstick dash every every year, which is like a five k that basically you pay to run in, and all the money that you essentially pay for um, that you paid to them to run in the uh-huh. race or whatever goes to feeding the homeless on um, on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, now did you win? Um, I didn't run at all. I was on crutches, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but my cousin, one of my cousins, I think, got top 50. Wow. Wait, how of, many people are in the race? I think there's a, over 20,000 in the race. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He's a pretty fast cat. I mean, it's a very popular thing in the Indianapolis area. Like to run? Ev- yeah, yeah. Like, everyone I know does it. It's, I don't know, it's not that enjoyable to me, but, you know, <laughs> to each his own, I it's guess. It's a tradition. Okay. But now... 
we are officially in the Christmas season. Yeah, now we can play the Christmas music. Thank goodness. I, it was bursting, almost burst out of me once in a while there. Before, I know. And now it's all coming out. I'm, glad, out. I'm glad you kept it in. You held it together. Yes. Um, and this studio is decorated very festively. Apparently there are some people here who were staying in the studio until 2 a.m. to decorate it. So thank you to those people. Um, you are also crazy. So but thank you for your crazy. This looks great. Yes, it's so. very. There's there's string lights everywhere and the lights are off. Don't you just love a good room lit by Christmas tree lights? Oh, always, always. We I brought back my Christmas tree um, for our room. Um, okay. Even though we have way too much stuff in our room, but we put up the Christmas tree. It looks pretty solid. I think that's the extent of what Christmassy things will do in my room. But, All right. All right. But it's quite enjoyable. But. I think the Christmas season brings up the age-old debate. Is eggnog really good or not? <laughs> oh, yes. We just had this We discussion. We sort of did. And then I had it again. I had the debate over So I've never heard of this well. debate. Oh. Um, why? What, is it a thing? I guess it is. Well, there are people who greatly love eggnog, and then there are people like me who greatly hate eggnog and think it should be abolished. Okay. Now, we must remind you that eggnog is literally just supposed to be raw eggs whipped up and cinnamon and some other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's just disgusting. I mean, I don't... Uh, we we have fake eggnog that's made out of coconut milk. At your house? It's pretty good, actually. I, I, I will not deny that. But it's not real eggnog. Well, and the thing is, is, you know, all the eggnog the children are out there drinking nowadays isn't even real eggnog either because eggnog wasn't originally made with eggs. Um, what was it made with? Um, milk curdled with wine, typically. <gasps> yeah. Wow, what a fun fact. Um, and so it didn't really even – because it was, it was a drink in the early 14th century that was invented really? in the early 14th century. And um, – Eggs were really expensive back then, you know? They didn't have all the chickens we have today. Um, d- didn't they? Uh, I don't think they did, because um, according to the history of eggnog, uh, <laughs> eggs were expensive in the 14th um, century. You are doing your research. I appreciate that. Well, see, when you are get when you plan to get in heated... I, typically, every year, I get in a heated debate with anyone about eggnog and why it's the worst. And so you're just going to make sure you have all your bases covered in regards to the history of the thing you're arguing about. Yes, that is true. And I appreciate that I don't have to argue with you about this because I don't necessarily hold one side or the other, but I could definitely do without eggnog. But Um, I will drink it if it's put in front of me. Well, so I want you to read, or I don't want you to read, I will read this little, this little article I came across, which I think, I think I sent to you or you saw, but okay. It's seven reasons why you should never drink eggnog. Are we going to read all seven? Um, I'll read the headlines. I won't get into the, the all details right, of them. that's fair enough. Um, too much. But number one is the texture of eggnog. Uh-huh. Um, and this, the author of this describes the texture as somewhere between sawmill gravy and Pepto-Bismol, huh. which is pretty accurate if you've ever had eggnog. Okay. Um, the flavor... The bubble gummy taste is disconcerting at first. It just doesn't match up to the smell or color of the drink and becomes full-on uncomfortable as a wave of nostalgia washes over you. Mm, That nostalgia, though. You know that taste. It tastes just like the medicine you had to take when you were nine years old and had an ear infection. (laughs) Why would you want to drink something that reminds you of an ear infection? (laughs) True. Number three, which is my favorite and the one I stand behind the most, is why would you drink eggnog when... Hot chocolate exists. Hot chocolate, okay. especially um, not cinnamon hot chocolate is pretty good. I don't know okay. if you ever had cinnamon no, hot chocolate. No, that sounds very good, though. It's very I would good. like that. As well as peppermint hot chocolate. Now, peppermint. the question is, have you ever had hot eggnog? Uh, I have. Uh, it's no better than cold eggnog. Okay, just checking. Um, I'm just trying to cover all my bases here. Number four is the close resemblance to drinkable mayo. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you really like mayo or not, but I would never want to drink mayo. I can definitely see that, yeah. One surpri- the one surprising thing about eggnog is how it somehow gets heavier the second you drink it, filling your stomach like slow, hardening cement. That's crazy. Like, why is it so thick? Uh, the Number seven is, well, we're going to skip the rest, the couple of them, but number seven is the fact that spiking it is the only thing that makes it tolerable. Mm, I couldn't speak to that, but 
I can understand. <laughs> it's it's just a disgusting drink. We just need to get rid of it. Okay. I mean, there's a reason why it's only around during Christmas time. Okay, I will officially enact an eggnog ban on the completely unrelated podcast and all banana tree production offices. I appreciate that. Too. You're welcome. Thank uh, you. Official <laughs> enacted. Okay. But how was your Thanksgiving? I guess um, I totally it was ran over that. Pretty good. Okay. I I had it with my family and my grandma, my great grandma. Her name's Grandma Roberts. Oh, that's adorable. Is she the one that has dementia? She is. Unfortunately, um, she kept asking if we had let them know that we had taken her away from the home. <laughs> and we had to keep reminding her that, yes, we did indeed do that. Oh. And so that was fun. But she's the sweetest, nicest little person that you've ever met. Um, you know, when people have dementia, there's there's nice people, uh-huh. which are few and far between. And then there's like really angry people because yeah. they just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And she's like the nice, the nice kind, which is That's good. good. And then after we ate our dinner, I went into work um, until two a.m., which was a little cray. I will not deny, but uh, I feel like we did a good job. Um, I worked very hard, and I'm still here, so that weekend did not destroy me. Now I will say I have one more Black Friday story yeah, that I did I not was tell. Ask- well, did you have any from this year? No, it was very uneventful. There oh, was very normal people that's, there. That's really we did sad. have one gamer who came in and tried to buy an Xbox One and two iPhones outright, and he tried like three credit cards, and they were all declined, and he got all mad and everything, and we had gotcha. to ask him to leave. Um, but that was pretty much it. Everything else was fairly normal. Anyway, I have one Black Friday story. I think from last year. Okay. I was just getting into work. And I was trying to get everything ready, like, to go for myself when I got to work. Yeah. And you know how we have those um, stanchions, I think they're called, the the, one, the things that you stretch across and they they f- they form a queue, you know? Oh, like the little retractable? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we have those all over the place to, like, direct traffic and everything. They're the poles and, so, and they have, like, seatbelt material. Yeah, so if you have to go anywhere, you have to either, like, like unhook it and pull it away and then go through and rehook it. But I wasn't about that. So I was just dunking under them like constantly. Well, one time I ducked a little too hard uh-huh. and my pants just split. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely do yeah, remember and that. And this is not the day to have your pants. Split. No, let me tell not. you this. Okay. So I am just kind of like duck walking back over to the desk where I'm doing my work. And I'm uh-huh. like, hey, um, may I sit down because I have a bit of an issue. <laughs> so I call my friend Christina over. Yeah. She works for Samsung. And I say, hey, Christina, I have a bit of an issue. My <laughs> pants seem to be a little split. So I don't know what to do about that. And luckily, she was not selling, so she offered to go buy me some new pants. And I said, I will take that. Thank you very much. So she went out and got me some new pants. I put on those new pants, and I sold. That's how that story went. That's great. Yes. That's great. That I, I definitely do remember that happening. Yes. And that, uh, it was quite the thing. I felt very bad, but at the same time, it was pretty funny. I laughed. It was quite embarrassing in the moment because I was still like working with people. Like I was sitting under a desk, so they couldn't see, but I was still working with people. It was just the knowledge of me having yeah. like, split pants. Exactly. Kind of ruined things. Exactly. Anyway, um, this has been a crazy news week. Like um, really crazy. <laughs> Dude, it's I I it's I don't this world is just this world is going to crap in a basket <laughs> down to where the devil lives. I it it just gets me by surprise. I always think, oh, nothing's going to top this. Yeah, and then something <laughs> tops it, and I'm like, how? And then the nothing... world couldn't get any more crazier. And then it just well, happens. you know, the funny thing is, all of this is happening in America. That's not even half as crazy as the other stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah, and we don't, we don't, in America, that's we not don't even get all the news. or patrolled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure really what that was. I'm, that was my exasperated sound. I don't know what's going on right now, but uh, something needs to change or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if any male makes the news, it's going to, like, you're, it's automatically assumed that yep. it's going to be something about a, a sexual allegation of yep. some sort. And, I mean, I showed you, I was watching the news. The first three stories were about new sexual allegations. I opened my AP app today, and, like, 
the top three stories were new ones that I hadn't even seen yet today. Um, and there were like some senators and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, it's crazy because I'm fairly certain like most of them are legit because people in Hollywood and the media and people like that are slimy. Yeah. And politics in particular, they're just slimy people. And there's like good people in there too, but most of them are slimy. Yeah. Well, and it just me, I mean, it just begs a question. Um, how much more, I mean, who, what's next? Like, right. Who is going to come out next? Right. And be accused of sexual misconduct. Well, and the thing is, like with Matt Lauer, for example, there's no way that they didn't know about that before now. It's true. Like yeah. the people who have been reporting on it have been researching it for months in the past. And apparently it's been going on for years in the past. And that just makes me question where is where is ethicalness? Like where is this st- this ethics well, people? Or where's what, HR? What? historical people or you know what people in power do we idolize as a nation that if they were still right. living today or like so relevant today that's also true i haven't even thought would about have that. like sexual allegations come out yeah. about them like it's like it's ridiculous well i, I don't uh, did i tell you i oh no i said this in a movie theater one time because <laughs> the winston churchill um movie's coming out oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm sure that you've heard um, of this story because we learned about it in history class. But Winston Churchill uh, was in was visiting the president in the White House, and this was President FDR. Um, he was in a wheelchair, and this is following uh, Pearl Harbor. And uh, Roosevelt walks in to the room where. Um, Churchill is sitting and apparently Churchill is just staunch naked <laughs> and and they just kind of both stare at each other for a minute and then Churchill opens his mouth and says the Prime Minister of Great Britain has nothing to hide from the President of the United States <laughs> what <laughs> and you know what it was all in good fun because uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I mean that's an interesting. He was gleaming pink from the bath. Well, he um, must have been in that bath for all a good while. Yeah, probably. You know, those British like their baths. Mm. Um, and then to that, uh, Roosevelt replies. Yes, Jake, are you doing okay over there? So there's like different versions of the stories. They're all pretty much the same. But in this shortened version, um, it says, Churchill said, I have nothing to hide from the president. And then Roosevelt exclaimed, United Nations. And Churchill responded, good. Because um, they were were having issues with the United Nations at that time. Well, so that is just one example of some we just weird situation like that, you know. Yeah. You know. Well, and like you, you could also just refer back to like Marilyn Monroe um, and JFK. Yep, definitely, and that was not even. I don't think was that a really ever a thing like Bill Clinton. Well, I mean, I know JFK. I think it was JFK who built the tunnels under the White House to like. Oh yeah. Sneak women in the White House. Yeah, hmm. that's um shady. Yeah. And, yeah. Then you wonder, like, you know, what other, like, even presidents were involved with that. Anyway, um, you know, I think it's time to get some news. Sounds good. Sounds good. What do you got for us? Well, um, not sure if you heard about this. Um, You know what? Yes, you have. Because I told you about it today. But it's just so shocking. I feel like it's worth sharing again. Oh, for sure. Uh, So there there was this Bosnian war criminal. Uh, who was being tried in an international court in Deutschland. Ooh, good old Germany. Yes. And he, instead of being tried, decided to do something very surprising. Now, this video is mostly silent, but it has subtitles. So I'm going to read the (laughs) subtitles along with the video, if you don't mind. But I'm going to turn the mic down a little bit so you can hear uh, what he's saying. Okay, here we go. We're three, two, one. Pradyak, you may be seated. 
judges. Slodoban, Pralajic is not a war criminal. I reject your verdict with scorn. Stop, please. Uh, please sit down. And he's drinking a bottle. And... I have taken poison. And that's the translator translating his words saying he has taken Monsieur poison and killed himself in international uh, court il, il before all of the judges. No, so notre, that notre just happened. Qu'il a, qu'il a bu un ce matin. Um, yeah. We suspend the... And the judges don't really know it. <laughs> yeah, the judge is super <laughs> confused. Please, the curtains. Uh, yeah, so anyway... That was actually quite interesting to me because I was like, oh, okay. So you just, you know. I mean, that's one way to go. Court. So yeah, he just collapsed and then they took him to the hospital and he died. Well, I mean, if you're going to spend, I mean, that life, is in, true. life in prison. I wonder where he got the tiny bottle of Yeah, poison. that's what I was wondering too. Like, did he just have some guy sneak it in or something? <laughs> like, where do you just get a tiny bottle of poison? Did he have poison? like a poison dealer or did he just put some like, I don't know, amino acids in a bottle? I mean, it could have just been bleach for all we know. Yes, it could have. It could have. And yes. But I'm guessing he wanted probably something more effective than drinking bleach. True. True. <laughs> um, now, I don't... Like I said... This this stuff that's going on is just so crazy. Okay. Um I don't you probably heard over the weekend. I did not. I have okay. not heard anything um, about this. Um well, this was a big thing. Uh the, <laughs> I can't even tell you how crazy this country is becoming and I am very agitated about it. Over the weekend, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is of course the press secretary for the White House. Now, like the 15th one. Yes, actually the second, actually the third. Yes. Um, she tweets this wonderful picture of this pecan pie that she baked for Thanksgiving. Um, now, this pecan pie looks very normal to me. Yeah, looks like a normal I don't know. Pie. I don't see what's wrong with it. But some people, her tweet said... I don't cook much these days, but managed this chocolate pecan pie for Thanksgiving at the family farm. You know, nothing nothing politically charged. Yeah, not at all. Completely fine. Um, just kidding. We have a problem with this pie. What is wrong with the pie, Jake? April D. Ryan, who if you watch any press briefings at the White House, she's sitting like second row and she's always like... Who does she, no. Who, who does she work for? Um, she. I am actually not sure. I would assume. I. You know. I want to say NBC, but I don't know. It looks like she's just. Oh, CNN. Okay. I could have guessed. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so CNN. She decided to tweet. Show it to us on a table. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's challenging the picture of a pecan yes, pie. She is. She says, "Show it to us on a table." And then, and then, Sarah Huckabee Sanders offers to bake her a pie and bring it to the next press conference. <laughs> she, did she really do this? She, ulti- honestly, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that the White House is doing right now, but if she did that, that'd be the ultimate savage thing to do. She said, don't... Don't worry, April D. Ryan, because I'm nice. I'll bake one for you next week. Hashtag real pie. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> April D. Ryan tweets back. She hashtagged it fake news? Yes, she did. What? April D. Ryan tweets back. Okay, I want to watch you bake it and then put it on the table. But forgive, I won't eat it. Remember, you guys don't like the press. That was... Uh, that, that was and then ow. she tweets... Just send a picture of your pie on the Thanksgiving table on the farm. On the f- Does she live on a farm? <laughs> well, the tweet did say on the family farm. Oh, okay. Yes. So that concluded the Twitter battle that we had over the weekend about the pie. <laughs> Why? And Why I was this- just like, this is ridiculous. Why did the stupidest Why? things turn into Twitter battles? Why? Well, like that's those here, words aren't even worthy of coming out of your brain. Here's the thing: like you might look at the photo and say, "Hmm, that might be a fake pie." Well, but those words should not it, come out of your mouth. Why does it matter whether it's? A I fake don't even pie know why it would matter. Like, 
Who cares if she baked the pie or not? Like, does anyone yeah. really and care? I mean, it is, like, there's crumbs on the table. Like, I don't, I mean, there's no way to tell if she actually baked it or not. But, but does, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Why? But here's the thing. I would understand, like, if this was a Twitter battle between two random accounts that didn't have that many followers. <laughs> yeah. But these are two grown, grown human beings with verified Twitter accounts that hold pretty high positions in the world. Yes, true. Yes, well, this and they're is... battling over whether a pecan pie is real or not, and whether she baked it on her family farm. Yes. So this is what happened over the Thanksgiving break, uh, while all the other news was taking a break. Now, I would like to pass it on to you, Tyler, because I believe you might have something here. I, I honestly don't know if I have anything that that beats a Twitter okay. battle over pecan pies. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you saw this. But um, Trump decided to honor some uh, Native American veterans this week. I did, yes. And um, he decided just to just call Warren about Pocahontas again. <laughs> just bring up old news. Did you? Did... I did. Also... Um, I would like to submit for the record that Elizabeth Warren is indeed insane. I, I, whether she's insane or not, I don't think we need to be bringing up something that was from the election cycle. I, honestly, so I believe there's a place to not say that, but I feel like it was funny. Like I, it was I funny, but it he because was... it was kind of ridiculous. Like just everything that he does is like ridiculous to the next level. Well, and at this point. What can you even do about it? Did you see... So, I'll get back to the story in a minute, but did you see he tweeted and said all the news organizations should go basically Hunger Games style and just battle it out until one, until one like, news organization is left? I did not see that. Oh, my gosh. It was ridiculous. Um, yes, but Twitter is not his friend. Um, but, yes, in case you didn't hear, the story was... He was honoring the Navajo Code Talkers from World War Two. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Code Talkers who served in World War Two. Trump said, uh, you were here long before any of us were here. I mean, Trump's pretty old. I mean, he's probably born shortly after, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> beneath a, And he said this, standing beneath a portrait of former President Andrew Jackson. Trump said, although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago, they call her Pocahontas. <laughs> okay. So one other thing is that I don't know if you've read this or not, but the people like the code talkers he was talking to thought it was hilarious. I don't know why, but they they really enjoyed that for some reason. Uh, it's I, I don't know. I just don't think I mean, there's a time and place for jokes. And I don't think why you're honoring veterans is the best time. Just like you shouldn't. Yes. So I don't know. It is just—it's just, yes. just ridiculous. It's, it's one of those things. Also, people can't, people can't hold just a normal. Let's honor these people and these men for service. Yeah. Also, why I don't like. I don't know why that idea would like even pop into your head while you were talking to the Navajo Code Talkers. I. You know what? Like I, I they're probably pretty cool dudes. Does Let, any, let's be honest. Does, does anyone know what's going on in Donald Trump's head at any point in time? No. But yeah. that's definitely one of those things that we keep on the inside. <laughs> just in case Donald Trump's listening. <laughs> For sure. I don't I'm gonna go with no on that one though. Uh, what else do you have for us? Since you, <laughs> I, I know you are just okay. Sorry. Dying over there. We were together when I was picking out these stories, and I just kept finding gold mines of just ridiculous stories. Yeah, and they all come with videos for your listening pleasure. Um, so the Fort Worth Police Department is doing some recruiting. Uh huh. And they're trying to recruit some rookies, but. In this new recruiting video, they seem to have gotten rookies mixed up with Wookiees. <laughs> As in Star Wars Wookiees? Yes, Star Wars Wookiees. So let us watch this very entertaining video about how Wookiees are now being put into the police force. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's there's no sound. Oh, it's because uh, Facebook. You're muted on that video. The over Facebook. There, oh, there we go. X Patrol on 7. Bala, follow up on that robber from yesterday. Jamie, you get the Wookiee. I'm sorry, did you say the rookie? 
No, the Wookiee. <laughs> what? <laughs> and there's just a Wookiee sitting right next to him. Oh my gosh. And now okay. the Wookiee's She didn't come car. to a complete stop. Let's just give her a warning. And now the Wookiee's going out to give her a warning. And there's an old woman in a van. Man, Aren't you gonna... a cute little doggy? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetheart. I don't understand a thing you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> now he's shaking the car and the lady's distressed. And now the guy's getting out of the car. And, uh, okay, now they're at target practice. And the cop is an expert marksman. And then Chewie, he just pulls out his bow and arrow and oh, blows up the whole target. What in the... And, and that then, cop... Yeah, the cop... You uh, can fit a bagel in that cop's mouth. <laughs> and now they're... They're at, like, martial arts training. And that's a humongous Wookiee costume. What? And he just pulled off his arm. What is... Oh, and the guy just fainted. Oh, now they're in the locker room. You going to clean out your hair? What? All right. Hold on. Hey. Hold on. He's eating lunch. I'm sorry, but huh? <laughs> you want to talk about it? <laughs> says, attention Wookiees. No, attention Rookies. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so that is a thing as well. Uh, so, you know, we've just got a, got, a, got a lot of things going on right now. And um, apparently, apparently we're getting reports from Abigail Vanest that the things that we are talking about are not interesting enough. Well, I just... Um People you know find what? Different things interesting, you know what? So. You know what? If you want something interesting, you better you better get in here. Yeah, and do this you yourself. Wanna, yeah, if you want to talk about something interesting, come over. Come come on down to the Wiley Radio radio station. Because and, uh, I think the things we're talking about are pretty darn interesting. I mean, let me tell you what. In Wisconsin, they like they like to hunt. Okay. Do they? Yeah. Okay. And you know who likes to hunt more the most in Wisconsin? The guy who invented Culvers. No, apparently infants. Okay. Because in Wisconsin this year, they sold 10 hunting licenses to infants. Really? Wow. Which apparently is now legal in the United States. Now, quick question, really quick. Okay, one of two things could have happened, and I'm not sure how either of these things could have happened. One, the a normal man would have applied under an infant, or <laughs> the infant went and applied for the hunting license themselves. Which one was I'm it? I'm going to go with the first one. <laughs> okay. I do not personally know any infant that um, can uh, write or even comprehend really? a hunting license form. Okay. Um, that makes sense. But according to the Department of Natural Resources, they sold 10 hunting licenses to infants after Governor, the great Governor Scott Walker signed a bill that eliminated the state's minimum hunting age. Huh. Uh, Walker uh, signed the bill on November 13th, apparently, doing away with the 10-year-old minimum age to participate to, particip- to participate in a mentored hunt. <laughs> so they... A vast majority of the... Uh, they sold... Holy crap. They sold about 1,800 hunting license since November 13th. Okay. And about 1,000 of those went to 9-year-olds. Really? 52 licenses went to children under age of the age of five, with 10 going to a child now, under one year old. Now, on the other end, what if these children are legit hunting? I think any one-year-old firing a shotgun is going to go it's flying. Like, what if it's like my first shotgun? <laughs> is that like... I, my first oven, yes. Like where they got the really tiny. Yeah. Uh, no, they definitely really also ovens? sell my first oven, Tyler. Do they really? I'm no, just... they don't. Okay, I don't know. It's I like my first bath or something. No, my first um, uh, color book. 
my first golf there, club. There are those tiny little ovens, though, like the Chilton's That's ovens. That's the Easy Bake yeah, oven. They, yeah, 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 yeah. We can't apply that to hunting. It's not the Easy Bake shotgun. It's my first <laughs> shotgun. Or, you can or we shotgun. could also do my little shotgun. Listen, I would love to see a one-year-old fire a shotgun. That would um, be entertaining. Apparently, and though this year, a four-year-old was the youngest license, licensee to register a kill. Mm. Of a deer, mm. which I do not know. Of a deer, yeah. So, like, I would understand if they're like shooting squirrels with like a twenty-two, maybe. But like a full-fledged shotgun, like I, I have trouble recoiling yeah. with a shotgun, and I'm a full-grown man. I like to think <laughs> one would hope. Yes, at the age of ripe age of eighteen. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, I, don't take, I don't know. I don't know how a four-year-old kills a deer with a shotgun. I want to know. Can, I want to comprehend. Can we get the name of this child and ask him? Can um, we give him a call? We're also accepting calls, please. Or no, not not necessarily please, but we yeah. can take them if you would like. Call um, me. Yeah, it says the harvest data doesn't show who actually killed the deer, mm-hmm. but apparently the license, like the deer was under the, the four-year-old's license. Okay. So it could be just some guy with a four with a, a license for a four year old kid. Okay, and he's brought in the deer and said, "Hey, a four year old killed this one. Really, he killed it. I guess." But I see. Now I want to believe a four year old killed like, a deer. Yes, I, I want to believe that. I want to as well. But that sounds like you and I need to move to Wisconsin. Yeah, and just you know, get all our infants hunting licenses. Yes, because we have a lot. <laughs> More we, than one, you know. I have one up on that shelf in the closet yeah um and then i occasionally like will put up a little cracker like every hour and it just eats it gosh that's so bad Um, so very bad no i don't actually have any infants in the closet i'm sorry and he doesn't feed them every hour with one cracker yeah anyway uh (laughs) this is really out there i'm just warning you so a model and this is this is that kind of person that will fork their tongue by the way Oh, dear. Yeah. All right. Um, this model, this is coming to us from the mirror. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> golly, that's gross. Um, this lady is named Kat Gallinger. She's is her 20... real name Kat Gallinger? Um, yes, because it's with two T's. Ah, gotcha. So uh, she's 24, and she is from Ottawa, Canada. And she revealed the devastating effects of her Solera tattoo, which, if you don't know what that is, it's when you tattoo the white part of your eyeball. Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah. So, apparently, the procedure went terribly wrong. Okay. And she now has blurred vision. Purple ink streaming from her eye and oh. permanent damage to her vision. If you would like, I can show you these images. This is her swollen eye. Oh, my God. This is the pink goop oh. coming out of her eye. And this oh. is a close-up of the oh. eye tattoo. That is absolutely disgusting. Um, she is actually uh, very depressed now, she says, and she's this close to asking for an eye removal. How close is this close? Um, she said, <laughs> like, d- oh, her she eye said, is just completely blue. <laughs> she said, quote, I'm very close to asking for removal. I'm so tired of it all. Uh, now, her <laughs> eye looks about the size of a walnut, like yeah, swollen legit. So, yeah, we have three pictures. One of them is her eye closed, and it's just completely swollen up. And uh, the I next don't one, need to see her eye again. Now, I think this is right after the surgery because her eye is not swollen in that picture. So there's purple ink streaming down her face from her eye. And then the third picture, ooh, look at that uh, game controller chest tattoo that she mm, has on there. That just looks like a responsible decision <laughs> right there. And then the third picture is where she's oh. holding open her eye. And you can clearly see this pink it's Basically, disgusting. the white of the eye is is purple, and it's like engrossing the cornea. Basically, oh, it's just absolutely disgusting. It's gross. It's gross. It looks like she has an eye infection, 
It looks like she has pink eye, and pink eye just com- it was purple. I guess it's purple yes. eye, and it just completely took over her eye. Yeah, like it. it, it mm, that's gross. It don't, looks like it's about to fall. Just, out. just PSA. Okay, don't get an eye tattoo. Yeah, just make responsible decisions. If you're going to get a tattoo, don't get it on the the white of your eye. Yeah. So if if there's anything you take away from this show, don't get an eye tattoo. Uh, moving on. Uh, have you ever bought some property? I have not. No. Have you ever I'm bought a house? Poor. I'm too poor, man. What? Well, this is awkward because I was going to play you a video, but it says the video is unavailable. Oh, wait. Um, the video will start in six seconds. Oh, we're going to have to watch it. I'm ad. just going to start it <laughs> and then see what happens from there. Anyway, I'll give you the background. Here we okay. go. Um, so we've got a real estate agent yeah. who has written a song and a music video to help him sell his houses. All of his houses? One specific house? Um, I think it's one house. Okay. In a bid to shift the three-bedroom house, the estate agent released a video of himself playing the ukulele, singing <laughs> along to his own rendition of Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, So boy. I'm going to play you this right now. I am warning you, it is just awful. <laughs> so here we go. Oh, I better unmute. And yeah, why didn't you make this our intro it. song? This is probably going to be better this than our intro song. Probably yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I don't believe that any home can make you feel the way you do about now. Backbeat, it's eight on the street, and the summer sun has come out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you've never what really is going He's not okay. He's playing the ukulele, but you can't hear a ukulele at all in the song. No, no. If you look, you can just see his his fingers just going over the ukulele like this. Look. And all the lights that guide you there are shiny. There are many things that I would like to show to you. So come on. What even is this background music? It doesn't even go with it. Oh my gosh, that was absolutely terrible. That was awful. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you think he's going to sell that house? You know, I just because of how terrible it is, I, I feel kinda, like yeah. I kind of want to buy the house. Yeah. And I feel like that's how things go on the internet these days. The worse it is, the more you want it. But it's got to be unintentionally bad. Yes. Like, I feel like he tried really, really hard. I do too. For this to be good. I just don't know how you could try that hard <laughs> and still have it come out awful. <laughs> he just has a terrible voice. Why did he have to sing it? I don't I couldn't, even know. Like, why couldn't he doesn't know anyone that can sing? <sighs> At least better than he can. And he gives a bunch of quotes to the news.au because he's Australian, if you couldn't tell from him just saying the words in the video. Oh, my God. He says, I've always been a bit different, and I guess I've brought that approach to this. Everyone's doing the same thing all the time, the same marketing, and I'm pretty competitive and happy to give anything a go. So, yeah, that that was fun. That was fun for me to listen to, and that's why I was laughing uh, earlier today. That was quite the humorous story to me. (laughs) Um, Just in case you were wondering, yeah, um, uh, I'm not going to read anything from this, but we have an updated list of all of the sexual assaulters. I'm glad. So um, here is the list. Here, are you? I'm just going to scroll through. Just I'm still scrolling. By the way, I'm still scrolling. It's still just nope. That that was the end. Wow. Yeah. So these are all the people. (laughs) Wait, wait. Go to the bottom. Go to the very bottom. Um, yeah, sports. Former South African Soccer Association president. It's a very long Danny title. Danny Jordan. That's a very long title. Yes. Uh, he denies it. Like most do. <laughs> what? I don't know why you would accept Sexual it. Sexual misconduct in a yes, position of power? I did. I would uh, never do that. Not in a position of power. <laughs> that would... Uh... No, I'm not even going to. That's just, terrible. Just go. Just, was, go. That just was, go. That was just atrocious. Go. <laughs> well, I need to work on that. There's hot news coming out of the Vatican currently. Ooh, hot. So I don't know if you realize this, but um, Pope Francis actually. <laughs> you didn't know the name of I, the Pope. I, I, I did space there for a minute. <laughs> okay. On the Pope's name. But um, 
he has a nice YouTube television program really? called Catholic TV 2000. Really? Yeah. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. So on his Tuesday episode, he admitted, when I pray, sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, okay. Really quick. I would just like to acknowledge how old the Pope is, yet how relatable he is in like a bunch of circumstances, like just in any way that you thought a Pope would not be. I thought he, I loved how he, how he got a Lamborghini and just yeah just sold it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> he he admitted this on his on his little t- television program, YouTube television <laughs> program, which is just even more hilarious. Yes, that is funny. And then he went on to say, Saint Therese did it too. <laughs> He said in reference to a 19th century French nun. Okay, to be fair, the Pope is probably expected to pray a lot, like for a long time. Like, we're talking a long time. Probably. Probably. I just... uh... That is extremely funny, though. (laughs) The last sentence of this article... His fast-paced schedule is only possible because he gets his head down for a snooze after lunch, the Vatican (laughs) says. He would take a nap. But you know what else is fast-paced? What? Um, No, not the eye again. Hold on. I'm sorry. I just had that transition in mind, and I didn't have anything ready for it. Oh, that's really Um, boring. Amazon Echoes are fast-paced. I I can't remember. I feel like I said this story last time. Like, not this story, but maybe I didn't. Anyway, um, there was... I, I think you brought it up. Okay. I don't... It, it, this may be a continuation yes, on something. This is a continuation. If I did bring it up, forgive me, but this is the eventual ending. So, uh, a man named James Bates, who was charged with first-degree murder, uh, was being tried for murder. And this was based on evidence collected from an Amazon Echo because, you know, they're always recording everything. Yeah. Uh, It's just creepy. Anyway, this is in Arkansas. And even though the man, like, most certainly committed murder, Uh they had to throw out the case (laughs) because the only evidence they had was from the echo and they did not have a warrant for it Interesting. and they could not get a warrant for it and that was the only evidence they had so they had to throw it away um basically the story goes um in november of 2015 a man in arkansas had some friends over at his house to watch a football game and in the morning one of the friends was found dead in a hot tub police later charged the man who lived in the house with murder he has pleaded not guilty as the police were As investigating one does the, when they commit murder indeed as the police were investigating the crime they found a number of digital devices in the suspect's house including an amazon echo device that was in the kitchen they have since seized the device and have apparently gotten some of the information from it but what they want to check is what if anything the device may have recorded around the time of the murder like on like there's no other there's no other evidence that they could find, basically, other than this stuff that they found on the Echo. Interesting. So that's in, like the the idea of like the smart assistant is is changing everything. Yeah, and it's just so weird because you never think something like that would change so much, but it just is, and it's just weird to me because I I have a Google Home and I actually just got another one to put at my actual house. Uh huh. And I use it a lot and i really like it yeah but no, it's really sweet. creepy yeah i know for sure so do you have a florida man story because i have a pretty solid i actually florida have story. three you have three so i couldn't oh find gosh. any i couldn't find any in my normal like like 10 websites that i usually check so i actually googled it uh-huh and i found like three good ones that were just too good not to tell you about so i have one Okay. Um, so I guess I'll start off with that. All but, right. So this happened this week, um, November 15th. So I guess last week, I guess. So. Okay. <laughs> this is so bad. There is a man 
who was on the run from the police. Okay. Um, he, because he essentially skipped his trial Tuesday morning. Okay. And um, while on the run from the police, he decided to call the police. Oh. So he's driving down the highway. Okay. Running away from the police, <laughs> and he call he calls nine one one. And while calling nine one one, he basically he says, "I need help, please." There's a police officer chasing <laughs> after me. <laughs> and, so what did they say? And uh, the, multiple times, the operator tried numerous times or tried to get him to pull over and uh-huh. like to you know, you know, get arrested essentially. Uh-huh. But during the phone bo- phone call, Friedberg, the guy who's running away, um, tried to get the operator, the police officer, to or police operator to make some calls on his behalf. The first set of calls were to his parents. <laughs> call my mom. Call my mom, Friedberg said. Please call my mom. <laughs> this he, was like a grown man? This is a grown man. Like, um, I mean, grown is, he's probably in his 20s, 20s, 30s. Okay. Um, he then took it a step further. Uh-huh. And he said this. Donald Trump is a close friend of mine. <laughs> we made a deal. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. So. Wow. Deputy, deputies eventually just got him off the road and <laughs> arrested him. Now, was it one of those things where he eventually pulled over or they drove him off the road? They drove him off the road. Okay. He didn't just pull over. Okay. That is very cool. I like that. So whenever, from now on, if I if I ever get in an altercation with the police, I'm just going to say, call Trump. We made a deal. <laughs> I wonder what the deal was. It's like a real estate deal? You know, it could be anything. It could be a get-out-of-jail-free card. Trump just may be handing those out at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Um, You know, I have... I'm sorry. I only have two. I thought I had three. That's okay. I Um, forgive you. Total, we have three, though. We do, yeah. Uh, Mine is... My first one is also a car chase. And this man is is driving along, (laughs) running from the police. And... He just, he's just running along, and he just decides to shoot up heroin during the pursuit. You know, he just. <laughs> it's pretty. This is um, Marion County, not Indiana. Uh, Marion County, Florida. Now, it's a- <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of impressive. <laughs> you need two hands to. You need an yes, arm and a hand right, to shoot up heroin, right? And so. Basically, he had an outstanding warrant, so they sent a detective to arrest him at his home. And when this, when Stevens spotted the officer, he ran and stole a family member's car. Another deputy spotted the stolen vehicle and pursued it. After a lengthy chase, Stevens drove back to the home, got out of the car, and jumped a fence before he was caught by a canine named Tipster. Who bit him on the arm? (laughs) (laughs) The dog's name was Tipster. During his arrest, Stevens told deputies that he was taking a shot of heroin during the car chase. He apologized to the officers, saying he was sorry for what he did because he was high on drugs. Well, they did find heroin in the car, in case you were wondering. So there there is some evidence behind his crazy claims. There's always a silver lining. And that that <laughs> sorry because he was sorry because he's on drugs. So yeah, is that your silver silver, silver lining there <laughs> from that story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now we move on to my other uh, uh, Florida story, which is a little more serious, but it's very happy for the people in Florida. I don't know if you heard about this this serial killer who was on the loose for like three weeks. What? Yeah, and he killed like I don't even he killed. I don't know. It was within a seven block radius. And I think he killed like a bunch of people. Like I want to say six or seven people. Within a seven block radius? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, Oh, sorry. Four people between October 9th and the 14th of November in Tampa. And like it's of course nerve wracking for these people in this neighborhood because it's like a seven block radius. That's not even... No, it's not that's not point. even a mile radius. And it was really freaky to them because they were like, well, am I next? Yeah. Because there wasn't any any rhyme or reason to who he was killing. So anyway, uh, this dude apparently worked at McDonald's. 
He was a McDonald's employee. Man. Um, and Classy. Yeah. Very, very classy. And apparently the way that he was caught was he arrived at work and he had a little duffel bag. Yeah. And he asked his coworker to hold it for him while he went out to take a smoke. (laughs) (laughs) What was in the duffel bag? um, The woman glanced in the duffel bag and found a semi-automatic pistol. And oh. promptly reported him to police. That's, and uh, I'm not exactly. Um, he, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what else tipped them off. Oh, mobile phone records. That's what it was. They they pinpointed him to the exact spots where the murders take place man. at the time. So if you're going to commit a murder, don't take your phone. True. True. Um, I don't. Now. I think that's it. Now, yeah. I really thought there was going to be a body in that duffel bag, so I'm really glad there was a. It was a. a it was a small one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there would not have been a body that would fit I, in there. I don't I, know if you've ever I, seen a body. I but have. It's bigger than a duffel bag. Well, I mean, there are some pretty big duffel bags. I I own a couple large, Do very you? large duffel bags. Would people fit in them? I if they were cut up, yeah. Huh. You could definitely fit a body in one of the duffel bags I own. Okay, glad to know that. I mean, you asked. Thank you, Tyler. Do you have anything else? I don't. Okay. Well, I would like to say that we will have to wait just a little bit longer to see if the Earth is indeed flat. Why is that? Because the man who built this rocket that says, oh... Sorry, I don't have a picture of the rocket, but I will promptly get one because it is quite quite the scene um oh here it is it says on it research flat earth (laughs) and this dude was planning on shooting himself up into space uh in the mojave desert but the government was like no (laughs) you may not shoot yourself up in the rocket in the mojave desert that you made yourself Makes sense. Uh, so we'll have to wait a little bit long, a b- little bit longer before he can shoot himself eighteen hundred feet high. He just wants to make sure that the Earth is flat. Um, he's trying to prove this, you gotcha. know, as if as if gravity or you know, yeah, or you know, like stars, or like you know, the moon, yeah, wasn't enough, wasn't no. enough proof for you. No, I mean, I don't, I don't see how you can have gravity without being a spherical planet. You know, like I, I'm, I'm not even like a scientist by any means, but it's the spin of the Earth that keeps you on the ground. It's very true. Yes, very, very true. Well, I guess the last story we have is our North Korea story. It is indeed. I don't know if you heard about this, Tyler. I briefly did. Um, now, it, it, it at first glance, it just seems that North Korea has launched another missile, but when you look deeper into it. It is something much worse because this was a true ICBM, Intercontinental Ballistic Missile. All right. Um, They shot it into space and it came back down, which means once you get it into space, it can hit anywhere on Earth. Yeah. Um, Not good. No. Not good. But here's the thing. They, I mean, if they hit one place, I mean, they're done for. Right. But the thing is that place is still hit. And Lord knows where the place is going to be. Because, like, it's really hard to shoot down a nuclear missile. Yeah, I mean, it, I would assume so. I have no no experience in shooting down missiles. Me neither. Uh, uh, we but, are in, by no means missile shooting down experts. But I do th- I, I do not underestimate the, the difficulty of shooting down a missile out of the yeah. sky that's probably flying a thousand miles. Yeah. Very quickly. Very quickly. Um, so, anyway... Uh, North Korea, of course, is hailing this. Yeah. It's like their greatest thing. Uh, do, how do they have all their money, by the way? Like, how do they... Don't know. Well, okay. First of all, socialist society, um, basically, they've got the, the capital city, and then everything else is just farms. Basically, the people but harvest... who's buying the, their stuff? The people harvest the farms. They give it to the government. The government sells it. The government gets the money. Then they, like socialize the food and stuff to the people to keep them just alive enough. That's basically but, how it but, works. But who is buying their food? Like, why doesn't people, does everyone just stop China buying? China is pretty much, China and Russia. 
pretty well, much their stop. only customers. They should just stop buying from North Korea, um, and they wouldn't be able to produce I don't missiles. Know, I don't know if you know anything about China or Russia. Uh, they're actually communist. And communist people like to pretend they're not communist because <laughs> communism isn't great. But they are still D- It communist. doesn't have the greatest image from right. history, you know. So. Right. And so they like to support the communist state. And even though it is getting a little better with Russia and China kind of making harder on North Korea, it's it's still a problem. So anyway, um, basically, here's the story. A test fire of the intercontinental ballistic rocket Hwasong-15 was successfully conducted on November 29th under the guidance of Kim Jong-un, chairman of the Workers' Party of Korea, chairman of the State Affairs Commission of the DPRK, and supreme commander of the Korean People's Army. So see, I don't know really quick if you have to call him that every time, but I'm pretty sure you do. And that is a long title. My condolences to those. That sounds real annoying. Um, Kim Jong-un personally supervised the whole course of the test fire. He indicated the orientation of developing a new type of rocket that can make the final victory of the country in the showdown with the U.S., imperialists, and gave detailed instructions every day to the Academy of Defense Science for doing so and thus made sure the Hwasong-15 weapon system was successfully created. I would just like to say right now, Kim Jong-un is a brilliant scientist. He is did he, everything. Is he the one who developed the rocket? It says right here, he told him how to do it. Wow. I just, ah, man, if only I could meet this man. Yes, I know. Upon receiving the report that it is ready to test fire, the new, IC, the new type ICBM on November 28th, he came out to the place where technical preparations for the rocket was underway late at night to see the nine axes self-propelled launching vehicle manufactured by workers of the munitions industry. He praised them for having successfully made the vehicle to be impeccable. He expressed, you know what, this is That's very a long. really long article. <laughs> now, I'm just noticing as you're scrolling, they have a Kim's Mention Index. They do. And a threat index so on this just, website. So, so KCNA is like the main news agency for North Korea. But because North Korea is basically severed from the internet, it takes like an hour for the server to upload the website for you to download, like for your computer to get to the server. Like I'm pretty sure they still have it on those real computers, you yeah. know, like the, those IBMs. Anyway, this is a like basically an emulator of that. So basically it's able to take all the news. So it's an, it's an American site, but it's basically just oh, pasting okay, all of the yeah. same stories. So yeah, it can do stuff like the Kim mention index, basically mocking Kim Jong-un or the other Kims, whatever. <laughs> Kim um, possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, they shot an ICBM and we might all be doomed. So who knows? Kiss your mom. Continue to keep up on the weird news yeah uh till you till you die yeah till you die okay um (laughs) i'm sorry for that my apologies uh we're 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 gonna we're gonna get jiggy with it oh boy now This, this 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 song is actually called big bird's date night as in Sesame Street? Yes. Wow. Indeed. I don't think it actually has any affiliation with the actual Big Bird. Interesting. But it might. And that makes you feel good. I, I, yeah. And I would just, you know, I just want to take a moment and just thank our, uh, our graphics producer, John Cruz. Just making, oh. making all of our graphics for us that you people at home are obviously viewing through podcasts. I, the podcast oh, world. yes, absolutely. Thank you, John Cruz, that I was unaware he was working for us. <laughs> yeah, we've got all the people working for us now. J- yeah, um, we actually have an intern. Uh, his name is uh, Fondue. Is that his name? <laughs> he's, he's, Why are you asking me? He's foreign. Well, you work here too. Sort of. I just show up. At the Banana Tree Productions offices yeah. here in beautiful West Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, beautiful is a, a nice, a pretty, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but 
I'm going to call it beautiful. All right. Well, I don't <laughs> want to let this song run out on us, so I'm just going to close us by saying night-night, Joshua, wherever you are.